In the grim darkness of the second millennia, there is only a shitty podcast hosted by three dorks. A podcast about the grim darkness of the 41st millennia, and how incredibly stupid it is. This is Grim Dorks. Hey Fuzzy. Yeah? Do you know what the towels say when there's too many people around? What? There's too many people here. Hello and welcome to Grim Dorks, a discussion <laughs> podcast of the Lord's story of the Warhammer 40,000 universe. I am... Shasui Jian. <sighs> Fucking, uh, I am, uh, feel all fuzzy. I'm Tow Truck Braden. <laughs> Alright, that's so a today vehicle. We're, today sure. we're going to be talking about Tau. So, uh, Tau is the 19th letter of the Greek alphabet. It has a numerical value of 300. That's good. And in mathematics is considered uh, the number of radians present in a circle, which is too high. Now that John's nice. done reading the opening of the 1D4chan article... Uh, it is also uh, part of the golden ratio, as in that is a way to express it. Uh, in biochemistry, it is a protein associated with microtubules... Uh, Fun fact, the tau protein is actually what uh, may be responsible for chronic traumatic encephalopathy, the thing boxers and football players get. Football players get. Yep. And wrestlers. I Uh, wrote an entire paper on that. (laughs) uh, Tau is also an elementary particle in particle physics. Well, fuck particle physics. We're getting into Warhammer. Get this nerd shit out of here so we can get to the real nerd shit. Real quick before we get into everyone's favorite blue space communist weebs, uh. I know, but that's the meme. Uh, you're probably if you remember all the way back in uh, the orc, ep- the first orc episode, this would be the point where we should be doing Eldar. We decided Eldar deserve an entire arc of their own, and so yep. we will be getting to them later, and we'll do all three in a row, essentially. The Eldar, Dark Eldar, and the new y- Yanari Eldar as well. Kind of all in one big old meaty package. Uh, nice. Just letting you know, it's, that's why we're doing the blueberries. Be, it's gonna be like a ta- like an Eldar turd. It's gonna be crystalline. <sighs> so I don't think... No. Eldar do shit crystals, that is El- canon. Eldar canonically shit crystals. Wait. Yep. We'll get to that later. <laughs> so much later. Uh, that's, that's a Preferably never. Oh. Uh-huh. Alright, so... Uh, yeah, let's never talk about this again. So let's talk about Tau. Let's talk about Tau. A uh, little bit of history. A little bit of history. So, the Tau were a planet that the Imperial... Or, they come from the planet Tau. But they were a race that the Imperium found before, at an early part of their history where they were still tribal. The first time the Imperium of Man saw the Tau species uh, was about 250 years before the Age of Apostasy uh, and the Dark Age of Technology. So, like, 13th millennium-ish. Suddenly a warp storm hit the planet, and because the Tau species were essentially non-psychic, uh... They didn't really care. 
yeah, they the Tau didn't care, but the uh, humans fled and decided mm. we'll just fucking if for some reason these nerds pop up, we'll just kill them then because they are still filthy Xenos. Right. It became a this is this isn't a problem for now, but while they were during these warp storms, uh, the the tribal culture was stuck in war, right? Mm-hmm. Just a lot of civil war. So, like, at a point around Iron Age, where, like, urban and rural groups are fighting, as is kind of the case in history, uh, at a specific battle that, was last, that lasted for five years, a group of Tau that had never been seen before show up go to each side and then before long like everyone was ready to stand down hmm weird we'll return to some specifics on this in a while also there's something fucking here getting into the memes already while the the humans ran the Tau studied the blade (laughs) you're not wrong Uh, Fuzzy's mad because I beat him to the joke. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, they... Basically, when the whole Tau culture came together, they they developed the concept of something called the greater good. Oh, dear. Something that each Tau must... That's two capital G's greater good. Mm -hmm. Uh... And in in pursuit of this, I'm going to introduce a lot of concepts so we can talk about how their culture actually works. Alright. Uh, they formed a caste system. <laughs> good. Okay. Not very good, but alright. This is where calling Tao communists falls apart, because they have a, a very, very strict caste system. Mm-hmm. Uh... Fuzz, you want to go through the casts? Uh, yeah, give me just a hot second. Yeah. Alright, so, uh, the casts... Uh, I guess let's work... Uh, kind of bottom up. Yeah. Let's do it in... <laughs> just think Captain Captain Planet. The Emperor. While we're doing this. The Samurai. Okay. <laughs> the Shogunate. Uh, so... Captain Planet, Earth, Wind, Fire, Water, Heart, that order. Okay. Uh, oh, is that their cast system? Is it named after the elements? Uh, not quite. Instead, of, instead so, of Heart, replace Heart with Ethereal and you got it. Uh. So, uh, starting at the bottom, the Earth cast, Feel, which is, uh, was what I called myself at the start. Earth cast are the laborers and engineers of, uh, the Tau. And it should be noted that the Tau casts are in some ways genetically different from one another. Earth casts are all... They're actually sexually dimorphic of each other. Yeah. They, they, in a, what is it, phenotypically different? Yeah. The way they present? Yep. Like, to the point where they're different subspecies almost. Yeah. Interesting. Which... Tau 
use a very, very strict system of eugenics, so that kind of makes sense. So eventually they will be separate species. Um, either way, the Earth cast are short and squat and all basically work at... They're the civilians, uh, in essentially. They're just regular fucking civilians of the Tau. Now, the engineers of the Earth cast are the motherfuckers responsible for all the weeby goodness that the Tau use. Um, nice. And some of those Earth cast are even pilot battlesuits. Um, nice. Which is surprising because the cast system is very strict. But well, the, sometimes the it happens. Cast piloting battlesuits is only in the case of the <laughs> the most anime protagonist of the anime race. Nice. Yeah. Um, next up we have uh, the air cast. Uh, core. The air cast are they're pilots. They're the pilot group. That's it. I like I I could beat around the bush, but they're tall and slender, and all of them are pilots. They're uh, yeah. because they're so slender, they're really good at handling G forces. Yeah. And uh, uh, fun fact about Tau air or atmospheric fighters, they double as space, so they go in between. Yep. Uh, they're. They are very, uh, dexterous folk as well, the Aircast, uh, as well as the tallest, as mentioned, with Earthcast being the shortest. Um, most artist renditions of these people make Earthcast, uh, short squat and thick AF. Uh, Firecast are all swole and ripped, air are tall, lanky people, and water kind of just look normal. Or, like, a standard human, but, you know, Tau. Um, that brings us to the water cast, Poor. Uh, Brayden just dropped the call. I'm to, glad, to I'm the glad listener, we all no learned. time has passed. Yep, to the listener, no time has passed. Uh, so what was the last thing you heard, Brayden? Uh, we got to the beginning of the air cast before you just got started going, ah, <laughs> Okay. Uh, I guess I'll just... I think we just started water. Well, yeah, but he didn't hear anything about the air cast. Yeah, I didn't hear shit about the shit. Yeah, so I'll just restart that. So the air cast, core, is... Uh, the tallest of the uh, Tau phenotypes. They are tall and slender at, like, giant uh, basketball dancers. Um, nice. And it only gets worse because, well, they often, since they're the Navy, they're often on ships, which means they're in low gravity, which means they'll kind of end up stretched out anyway. Um, they, uh, th that's really it. They're also very resistant to G-forces, despite their slender frame, we're not sure why, uh, but they're great fighter pilots, and uh, or great pilots in general, regardless if they're piloting a fighter, a dropship, or an entire battleship. 
the Aircast is bred to be pilots, uh, and before they were pilots, they were, uh, in the primitive times, messengers and couriers. And sometimes yeah, and, scouts. And something that uh, is unique about Tower Vehicles, I think we've talked about before, is they don't travel through the warp, really. They use something called a slingshot drive, which, uh, if I recall, is like bouncing a stone on a lake. They don't actually go really into the warp, they bounce across the warp. Exactly. Interestingly. Uh, and uh, Fuzzy and I have asked, or I asked Fuzzy, do you think you could that Tau could use the webway? Eh, probably not. That's they just felt bouncing like inside of it, like a bouncy ball. Well, the other thing is, we don't really know what would even happen, to, or I don't know what would happen to a Tau in the warp, because... They can be possessed by demons. They can be possessed by demons, so theoretically it's possible. Because they have a very, very low warp presence, they don't have no warp presence. Okay, that's right. what I was about to ask. I was about to say, so they have at least a presence in the warp somehow if they can get possessed. Yes. Yeah. Now, they have, and they, can... have some, they have some innate resistance to it. Okay. Now, if... If a standard human like you or I is the zero point, where any th any higher number is into the Psyker realm and any lower number is into the Pariah realm, and ten is like the the Mega Pariah, or ten is the Emperor and negative ten is like a psychic black hole, yeah. Tau sit at a comfortable like one. Negative one, excuse me. Negative one. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's, it's not super big, but it's it's resistant. Yeah. Uh, so, like, mm -hmm. nids have, like, a negative nine to the wharf. Yes. That would be yep. accurate. Okay. Anyways. Necrons are negative ten. <sighs> I mean, Necron are not on the scale. Uh, so... Like like I said, uh, I, I started mentioning this. Um, artist renditions usually have Earthcast be the shortest and squattest and usually thick a hell um, whenever they're drawn. Uh, Aircast are all tall, slender beings. Uh, Firecast, are, which I'll get to in a minute, are usually just ripped but and slightly shorter than like standard. Uh, Watercast are kind of just the baseline normal. And, uh, Ethereal, I'll get to them. Uh, don't you worry, I'll, I'll get to them. Um, so. Uh, next up is the Watercast, poor. Watercast are the diplomats. They, uh, diplomats and administrators and bureaucrats and all that jazz. Uh, I want to point out that, uh, there are members of the water cast that are basically just Tau Inquisitors. Shit. Nice. That's dope as And hell. they're more competent, way more insane, but they don't kick as much ass personally, but they do have the, f the next cast to do that for them. Yep. Uh... There's not really much else to say about the water cast except they're naturally social creatures and uh, also decent at intelligence and espionage stuff. 
They're uh, speaking of, if I may. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, the Imperium has designated the water cast as the primary threat of the Tau casts. Is it because they're the chillest? It's because their subterfuge, diplomacy, and propaganda has cost more worlds than fire and air combined. Oh, it's fire probably because the like, yo dog, just come and chill with us. Like, yo, you want to trade? The water cast is smarter than any administratum fuck knuckle, apparently. I mean, Fucking dumbasses. hard. Yeah, I'm, frankly, I think the combined manpower of the three of us can probably outplay an administratum. Uh, the problem is there's so much goddamn paperwork. Yeah, implying that will go through the paperwork. That's why that's that's the whole reason that we picked up the rogue trader license, John, <laughs> to avoid the paperwork. Exactly. Uh Anyway, so Watercast Dunzo. Uh Fire. The Firecast, Shas, is the warrior cast. Pretty much every guy you're actually playing on the Warhammer tabletop is gonna be a Firecast member. Uh, some exceptions excluded. Also, brief aside, because it just th occurred to me, we haven't described what the blueberries look like. Ah, uh, yeah, so They're uh, blue. they are blue. Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. You seen a drain eye? Drop the tail, drop the horns, add a weird vagina nostril on their head, and remove their nose. Done. <laughs> okay, uh... They got uh, a keyhole for a face. Yeah, to, to make yeah. it longer, uh... Blue skin, largely humanoid body, they do have goat legs, but they're not hairy. Mm -hmm. Uh, they have toes. The canonicity of that part is real dubious, and I read the same article as you, John. But, actually, cows have toes. Yeah, in the hooves! Exactly. So they probably have toes. So are you if the hoof is split, they have toes. Are you, yes. Are you telling me that when they popped open this particular ethereal that is in xenobiology, they shaved off the fucking hoof from his leg. One would assume because that's would. what it looks like. One would assume actually that they no, would. they didn't. For some reason, this guy has regular toes and toenails, which is not how any other piece of Tau art depicts them. I think they have toes. Okay, you. Yeah, that's great, we, John. Even if it's just cow-like toes, I think they have toes. Okay. And I will die on this hill. Sure. Do they got do they got proboscises? They do not. I wish. Uh they have top knots. They also yeah, don't I have say, it seems like everyone has a top knot. <laughs> yep. They also have no nose, as mentioned, but they do have a strange uh indentation on their forehead that is either usually a slit or like a kind of a triangle looking thing. Uh, or a three pointed star is kind of the best way to describe it. Uh, some people call them keyholes, some people call them bullet holes in the making, uh, and <laughs> others refer to it as the vagina forehead. Um, but it's not even fully on their forehead, it's between their eyeballs. Some of them get that low, yes. Uh, that's the gist of what a ta They also have uh, four-fingered hands, three fingers and a toe. I mean, and a thumb, not uh, a toe. They are, they are shorter than humans, 
uh, lighter, I think. Yes, they are yeah, less dense. I think. I think the planet has lighter gravity than Earth. Interesting. Um, and that will play into their combat doctrine later. Um, can humans mate with Tau? Like, can you have a half Tau, half breed? As far as oh, we no. know, no. Okay. Uh, can you have a half Eldar kid? Uh, there used to be, yes, but they later retconned that. Oh, damn. And also, like, part of Tau society is that you only mate within your caste. Oh. And it's strictly for procreation and it's very regimented yes real quick john because i know we will have to touch on it how deep do you want to go into the non-blueberry parts of tau i want to i want to hit them okay i do like uh i have i'll put i'll put them between fire and ethereal just real quick Uh, as the starting mention finish this because i want to talk about how their society works and then move on okay so, uh, the fire cast is the, all the warriors. They're usually pretty aggressive and hot-headed. They're all, pretty much every single one of them's an anime protagonist in how they act. Uh, they're a little bit shorter than the water cast, but, uh, that comes with an increase in muscle mass, and... You know the, you know the frame of someone that works out? That. 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 Except with hooves. And fewer fingers. And fewer fingers. And no nose. Uh, that's the gist. Um, they're pretty much all ripped to fuck. Uh, too. Because all of them have to be, for various reasons. Um, that said, you pretty much won't see a fire cast outside of their armor. And that armor takes two forms. Be it personal scale, or their battle suits. Last, but yeah. certainly not... The thing I love... The thing I love the most about uh, the way Tau armor is formed at the Fire Warrior level is, like, they, they use a lot of rifles, and the pauldron that faces towards where the rifle is pointing is beefier than the other one. Smart. Tab's head. Smart. So, last, but certainly not least is the ruling cast of, uh, of the Tau Empire. Uh, the Aun, or Ethereal, cast. Uh, the Ethereals are... They're gray and weird-looking, to say the least. Uh, they're... They're about the same height as a water cast, but they are... Uh, thinner and gray and ganglier and all of them kind of look just older and sun-dried. It's it's like they came out the womb just ready old. to be annoying. They got Benjamin Button. Yeah. <laughs> they came out looking like an old man. Basically. And according to what the front they put out, at least, they are seemingly selfless and always aiming to do what is the best for the Tauva, the greater good. Uh, which is what it will be good for all Tau and every Tau, and even those that are not Tau yet. Um, now, certain interesting things, uh, 
kind of come out of this, because they're also, whatever their flavor of psychic is, it's not psychers, but they are capable of manifesting some kind of ethereal power, uh, as well as just in seemingly inspire entire groups of Tau at once to their command. Um, the Mechanicus theorizes that this is all because the Ethereals have some kind of pheromone, uh, but that might not be entirely true, as we learn from the book Xenology, uh, which... It well, it is a pheromone, but how they develop that pheromone... Yay. Uh, long story short, there's a theory that, uh, in that time of warp storming, the Eldar kidnapped a member of a alien species called the Coral, which are a hive-minded insectoid species that actually have a fucking measurable chunk of the galaxy conquered, and the fact that we don't have playsets for these assholes yet is shocking. Um, <laughs> the Queen's that one of which the Eldar stole, have a magic yellow diamond-shaped stack that produces mind-control pheromones. Um, nice. Inside the Eldar Ethereal... Coral? They have a... That mind-controls people. They have a... The Ethereals have a similar little sack in their head. Uh, yeah. like, down to the letter. Um, it's... It gets weird. Uh, and also, there is some evidence in various places to support that Tau are an Eldar experiment, because the Eldar actually kind of like the Tau. Uh, they think they're naive and young, but they kind of like them. Yeah. Anyway, uh, that's kind of the main section of the casts, but then there's something so, to the side. Yeah, but before we get to that, I want to talk about Tau Society. Uh, they're constantly called communists, but it's not really the way it works. Uh, they all follow this idea of the greater good. And the greater good, in an ideological sense, is the betterment of the Tau Empire as a whole. And this is this operates in a framework kind of called uh, utilitarian ethics, or utilitarian ethics. <clears throat> the idea of presented two, two courses of action. You want to do you want to pursue the one that will do the most good for the most people. Even if that is detrimental to you, you you still want to do this, which will do the greatest so, good. So there's a Tau out there's a Tau leader out there named John Stuart Mill. Probably. Uh, yeah. And this this division into casts and each cast doing its work the best uh, is kind of more of a representation of Plato's Republic, where everything is very regimented and you do the best that you do within your role and you leave things to people who are best suited for those duties and it's very interesting the way this works and in a lot of ways it's very appealing for humans to want to join this because hey I'm not going to get ground into death by working 16 hours and doing a really good job and being rewarded with 17 hours of work. Yeah. And the, the Tau Empire is more than just Tau. They've uh, um, 
amalgamated many species in. And part of the ethereal uh, pheromone thing is that can't work on everyone. Realistically. <clears throat> so there's something about this greater good message that has to work. Right? Yeah. So well, I mean, let's what, talk are, about... what are your real options out there? Like, you have the the people that want to eat everything and, like, are the ultimate bio weapon. Uh, the people right. who want to kill you because you don't look like a human, and even if you are a human, you probably have a pretty shit planet. Uh, the Eldar who are just have pulled so far up their assholes that they can't sit down without sticking yeah. straight up. Or, uh, like, what else is out there? Chaos? Like, there's nothing else out there besides yeah. the Tau that are decent. It kind of boils back to, like, the root of the Imperium is that it is very nepotistic. Yeah. But Chaos and the Tau Empire are very meritocratic. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, some Tau member races that I really want, really want to get to. Uh, Vespid. <clears throat> Which are uh, space sentient bees? <laughs> oh, yes. what? I have to look them up now. They're super cool. Uh, they communicate. Oh my lord! Through, they communicate through like olfactory stuff between each other. Uh, they're they have special guns that shoot cr- from crystals that they manipulate with their wings. They're terrifying. <laughs> And, uh, like, the leaders of Tau, uh, on tabletop, they're called, like, strain leaders of Vespid. They wear these special helmets that translate from Tau to Vespid and back and forth. But it's oh, kind okay, of thought, that's cool. And, like, the Tau fought the Vespid, and, but once they developed the helmet, they kind of stopped and were able to have peace, which kind of raises the question, does the helmet really just do translation, or does it do other shit like mind control? Yeah. Very funky fresh. They look like insectified, like, Cthulhu. Like, in some of these, in some of this art I've seen, like, when they have the green um, exoskeletons. God, they look... They're pretty fucking metal. They're terrifying. I would never want to meet one. (laughs) I'd be the like, fact oh my that Lord, they don't away. have mandibles, but instead have giant teeth mouths makes them infinitely worse. Yeah, there's this one picture <laughs> on the fucking Lexicarnum where there's just this one that has its open mouth, and I'm like, good lord, I would run Fear. away. Uh, uh, bring us to next the next one. Next uh, So Crute are bipedal avians that are taller than Tau. Uh, they work a lot as mercenaries. Imagine a predator has fucked a giant space chicken. That's what came out. I was about to say, they look like a mix between predators and jackals from Halo. Jackals is another good one, yeah. Uh, Actually, make a jackal taller and uh, more birdy in the face, and you have a a croot. Uh, They got red uh, hair. Fun fact, they eat sapient species to stay intelligent and there's evidence that uh like orcs landed on their planet and got eaten and that's how crew developed the bipedal setup interesting like the, is that the also why they're like, slightly green yeah maybe and it's also theorized that that's how they developed t- like that orc genetic based technology acumen 
was eaten mm-hmm. by Kroot, and that's how they developed their weaponry. I want to see Kroot eat more nids. Ooh. Uh, they don't eat nude. They don't eat nids. Oh, that's lame. They're toxic. All right. And and I think part of it is they're worried that if they do that, they'll become part of the hive mind, which is honestly fair. That would be that would, fuck awesome. Fair. I, I I'm uh, kind of just wondering. They'd like, be like gene stealers, but worse. I'm kind of mm-hmm. just wondering how much tyranid a crew has to eat before they become a tyranid. Honestly, hive mind gene stealer cult crew would be fucking metal. Yeah. It would be cool. Look at the crew dinos that they have that look like yeah. them. Imagine the if crew- that was a nid. So, uh, Kroot are pretty much the biggest, uh, side species of, um, the Tau. Uh, they Mm -hmm. have probably gotten the most love ever. Uh, regular Kroot being kind of just the standard icon, but then guys like the Krootox and the Kroot Hound, uh, and the Narlocks are all of the various dinosaurs the crew bring with them into battle yeah uh hey hey brayden yes do you want to guess how how crew make babies they stick their proboscises in each other no they yeah. they separate yeah, their mitosis no um back rubs excuse me <laughs> so uh male crew have special uh, pores that secrete biofluid on their palms. Oh no, they fucking sweat and, sperm. And female crew have receptor pores on their back. Oh no. Why? Who came up with this? Because this is really dumb. I wanna, I wanna know why the crew sweat semen. I mean, I guess I'm only on their palms. I'm happy that like the crew ladies get like a nice back rub out of the whole ordeal, but the fuck, (laughs) bro, you've been working hard out of the gym. Yeah, man, don't touch me. Your hand is gonna get all sticky. (laughs) Anyway, um, Uh, the next one I want to touch on is the Nikasar. They're sp- okay. No, fuck you. They're polar nope. bears that are psychic in space. They are They're psychic. Flat polar bears. They're s- flatter polar bears. Have you ever rubbed a hamster what? to make it relaxed and it just kind of melts into a hamster Hang on, puddle? Spell, spell Nikasar for me, because I want to. N i c a s s a r. Okay, Warhammer Nikasar. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'll wait. Oh my God! They're floating. Oh yeah. no, what's this? Yeah. Oh no. What yeah. this one has a pancake on his on his back. That's good. They're very they're very psychic. So the thing about uh Nikasar is they are actual psychers, and Tao hid them from humans for a very long time because Smart. they realized that humans would see a psychic thing. How dare And uh yeah. Uh, There's not much art on them. Yeah, uh, they... Yeah, there's not a lot, because they've... The only real official appearance they have had is in Battlefleet Gothic, where one of the Tau units that can be brought along is the Nikasar da- Do... Da- Dao... Dao... Something. D-H-O-W. Yeah. Uh, either way, it's yeah, it, it's a ship. It, it, it's a little ship uh, that 
can come along with the Tau. I don't know how good it is, because I've never played Battlefleet Gothic, uh, the the tabletop or the video. Uh, but yeah, N Nikasar, they're psychic polar bears. Um, and how they procreate is that they stack on top of each other, like a good plate of pancakes. You know it. Mm. Uh, so, to cut a lot short and take the wind out of John's sails... Th that was the last one I wanted okay. to do. Uh, Tau, in general, uh, have had essentially a, a lot of their subspecies, or excuse me, member species jobs are to, uh, well, pick up everything that got left in the transition from fantasy to 40k. If there is a species in fantasy that it doesn't have love in 40k... They're probably a Tau subspecies, ranging from the Demiurg, which are just squats, Galgs, they're Slan, uh, Krenian, Skinks, uh, what are some other ones? Um, there's one called Deathsworn, which are probably, uh, Tome Kings vampires. or Vampires. Um, uh, Terellians? lizard men uh the list goes on the in general that seems to be what it is happening and i'd like to see uh gw offer some kind of cross support here uh but we'll probably never see these other member species probably outside of uh fiction Mm. And they have shown up in fiction. For example, there's a few names that get dropped sometimes that everyone's just like, what? What is that? I've never heard that before. And they're never explained again. Um, no, nice. So yeah. there's a nebulous concept of how many races are actually allied to, to the Tau Empire that like nobody has just ever seen before. Right. Like, the and, Tau know right. about them, but they just don't show up. And even, anywhere. and as John mentioned, even humans join the Tau, and they're known as the Guvesa, uh, humans who defect to the Tau and even fight with them. Uh, what is their role in the society? Like, what do they, how do they function? Like, what do like they what do? what do humans do? Yeah. Like, or what is their, what is their standing in society? What are the standings for all of these races? Because, like, the caste it, system... It seems are... to depend, based on what I've read. So, okay. humans and species that have achieved that level of sentience and technology uh, seem to share Earth caste. Like, they're still the lowest part of society, but an Earth caste member is still pretty alright, all things considered. Uh, but it also seems like, depending on what you're doing, you will get equivalent treatment to the cast members that you're fighting alongside with. So, a, Guivas, a Guivesa I that is fighting with a team of fire warriors will be treated as a fire cast member. Okay. And I think the cast system is unique to Tau, not the Tau Empire. Yeah, that's okay. also true. Okay, because, like, I was just thinking, like, even if it is unique to the Tau, like, that is how a majority of the Tau would operate anyway. So, it would reflect not as in, like, the people in the Tau Empire that aren't the Tau would be in a caste system, but the Tau, because they've been in that system, would treat the other races like they were. Like, it is probably safe to assume, in my guess, that the pancake polar bears are treated like ethereals. 
in mm. some form or fashion because of just their latent psychic abilities when they do show up randomly is they're treated on that same level of respect because they are psychers and stuff like mm-hmm. that. I, I think the way it works is Tower considered the first among equals mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Especially like there's a council of ethereals, but there's a lead ethereal, and it's kind of like the Pope. Yeah, yeah. They get I'm, elected by the rest of them. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying that like a polar bear would instantly take command if he showed up against the Tau. Like the Tau are definitely above all, but mm-hmm. just of how like these these other species fit like slot into the caste system as the Tau would treat them, not as if they are in this caste system. So I want to talk a little bit about how the Imperium and the Tau interact. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Imperium sees the Tau as a really, really distinct threat against them. Because if you're on the borderland, if you live on a border world between Tau and the Imperium, you're, gonna pick you're Tau. human. The Tau have a great deal going on, and the, the only repercussion the Imperium has against you is literally killing you, which they are already yeah. slowly doing. So at the end of the day, uh... Fuck this! I'm yeah, gonna hang out with the blueberries! Like, yeah, the blueberries showed up to our planet one day, gave me a katana, and said, hey, let's trade. Meanwhile, the Imperium is like, continue working in the factory. Give me the katana. Dude, you're, you're pretty on point because the way Tau like, start to assimilate human worlds starts with trade. Which, it should be noted, is technically illegal, according yeah. to the tenets of uh, the Imperium. The only people who are supposed to be able to trade with Xeno species are rogue traders, which is why we have this license here. Is that even legal? Yes, that is why rogue traders exist. Okay. The only people rogue traders are not allowed to trade with are known chaos. heretics. Yeah, chaos forces. Okay. Technically, if a uh, rogue trader can get a trade going with a nid, it's legal. It's fine. Okay. Probably a bad <laughs> idea, but legal. I will right. give you this uh, bio whip for some of your biomass, human. You want some, like, lettuce? I can give you some lettuce. <laughs> uh, I have a scribe yeah, so... here I don't really need. Oh, Let's Lord. see. Um, so, yeah, the Tau, like, have all this great technology, and they want to assimilate human worlds, and a lot of human worlds are down will eventually stage populist revolutions. Yeah, like, when you're on the fringes of, of a huge galaxy-spanning empire, like, this, it's always gonna happen. Which, in many yeah. ways, is why they get this space communist, uh, bit going. When, in reality, there's a lot of darker shit going on with the Tau that we just don't know enough about. Like, I th- you know, I the think subtle in a lot of ways, mind control. Or, which we'll talk more about when... And the caste yeah. system. We're going to talk yeah. more about a, lo- a couple of those bits when we hit uh, the characters. Um, there is some dark-ass shit that goes down with Tau. Yeah. Like, I bet there's, there's like an Illuminati conspiracy or something with it. 
dude, it's brutal. Uh, we, we a lot of it will come out when we talk about Commander Farsight. Yeah. Uh, Far between Farsight and Pure Tide, yeah. Yeah. Pure Tide. That's a good name. All of the uh, real quick. All of the names that Tau have. So their actual given names are fucking ten miles long. For example, oh. Commander Farsight's full name is Chasso Viola Chauvacais Montrier, or Commander Farsight because fucking Jesus. AKA Blue Char. Yeah. Oh no, he's Blue Char. He, he is blue really char. Does he? Yes, please tell him he has, he a, has a special mech that he that he has. He does. Uh, they have battle suits. Excellent. It's red. So, yes, um, so where does the battle suit come in? Are we discussing that I, next episode? I, I, I know, I'm going to talk about it, Let's do it now. this time. So, real quick, Tau Combat Doctrine. As mentioned, uh, yes. lower, gra lower gravity world. So, and they developed some real interesting technology to fight shit, uh, like rail guns and plasma guns. And so a standard Tau Fire Warrior, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know why I slipped, a standard Tau Fire Warrior is often equipped with, um, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, that, that was an interesting uh, loop there, a pulse carbine. Or, well, actually, the standard is the Pulse Rifle, which is a plasma rifle. Uh, something that the Imperium barely equips Space Marines with. Oh, wow. And that's just standard issue for the Tau. Yeah. yeah. And these things can shoot you a fucking half a mile away and shoot the fucking match head off of your match. No, fuck you, they can light your match. Yep. And nice. you know what? Most fire warriors can make that shot. I'd like to imagine there's probably a bit where Creed, like, loses the light on his cigar, and so he just sticks it out of the trench a little bit, and a Tau laser hit just goes right by, and he takes a puff from it again. Like... Christ. I'm gonna headcanon that now, because I want... Okay. I love that scene, just mentally. It's very... He's also staring yeah, at a commissar, uh, just like... I know, I knew <laughs> it was gonna happen. Uh, anyway, um... So, because of that, they're also often, uh... Fucking terrible at melee combat. Because they don't... That's what crude are for. Yeah, that's what crude are for, and they don't train for it, because they have... Fuck you from a mile away guns. Why would you bring a knife to a gunfight? Um, so if you ever get in close combat with a Tau, oftentimes they get fuckled. Uh, certain exceptions it's apply. Getting there is the problem. Getting there is the problem. Because two, everywhere two feet beyond a Tau fire warrior to a mile and a half away from a Tau Fire Warrior is no man's land. Because well, they will load it with plasma shots. In, a, in, in Warhammer Tabletop, there's the concept of gunline armies, which, that's how Tau operate on Tabletop more or less, but in canon, they're, they're, the Imperial Guard is the most static gunline army, while Tau are generally way more dynamic because they have a lot of high mobility because A, 
all of their vehicles are hover. Oh, no. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's pretty rad. Yeah, and then also uh, battle suits, which is something that uh, well-seasoned fire cast members get to use. Mechs. So, why do they um, have mechs? What's the reasoning that that Games Workshop gave to the fact that why the Tau use mechs while nobody else does? Do you want my theory? For why I wanna, I want to know why Games Workshop has explains it if they do at all, and then after Not that, really. your theory, yes, they they haven't really explained it. Oh, okay, then yeah, give me your theory. The, What's... the way I would think of it is human scale exosuits are a really easy way to get a lot of firepower in a very mobile package, especially when okay. you put a jetpack on it. Okay. Uh, and because of the way battlesuits are, they can be loaded with a lot of different weapons, making them very versatile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Everything from flamethrowers to plasma rifles, they got it. Nice. Um, right. I would, yeah, basically all of that. Uh, to add to that... Or my theory is pretty much that as well, uh, with a little bit of they aren't as strong and they come from a slightly weaker planet. So instead of essentially trying to foot slog it through sh the shitter, mm -hmm. they want to make it work. And on top of that, uh, Firecast members and occasionally an Earthcast are who officers are who get put in battle suits. Those battle suits make it so that your officer, who is nominally uh, not only important but smart and tactically minded, is still a fucking monster on the battlefield. Yeah. So imagine if uh. Well, you see it even in Space Marine. Space Marine commanders get better armor, no shit, than the average Marine to increase their survivability and also their badassery. Same same thing into the battlesuit, man. Why not have your battlesuit do the same? Yeah. Um, yeah. Alright, let's do... No, so wait. The... I have a question. How, how come okay. they're customized battlesuits? Pretty. Yeah, I would say so. Uh, so like once you once so once you're given one, it's like this is yours, do whatever you want with it. To an extent. Uh they give you more leniency the higher up you go, so by the time you're a chasso, uh mm -hmm. there or well actually uh, pretty much all the O's uh top down fire cast day cast O L Vray. And then we don't know ranks below that. Oh, um, so once you so it. once you get to like the higher ranks, you could like wait. You forgot you have forgot. like LED strips on the outside. Basically, yeah. Nice. Also, what is like? I don't know if y'all are gonna get to it later. Then we don't we don't gotta talk about it now. What is the similar? Like, what is the point of having the weeb shit for the Tau? Like, why the katana? It's an aesthetic why everything choice. Else? It's an okay. aesthetic, it's an aesthetic choice. choice. Now, follow-up question. Do Mexican giant katanas? Uh, one does. Farsight, baby. Yes! Space, it's not it just now. a katana. 
It's a soul-time-stealing katana. Excuse me? Is it? A, a time-stealing yes, katana. Okay, do you want to crack this open now? Just just, just let no, us peek in. No, if we're going to talk about him tomorrow, okay. then we're good. But yeah. like, Basically, Oh, look at that blade. Katana, I, wa I want to peek he, in, because I don't know this. The katana he gets is special in the way that he can use it like when he kills someone, it steals their life essence and the time they were going to live and gives it to him. No. Making him functionally immortal. They Holy fuck! They didn't do this. This is like the fucking stupid ass yep. katana blades that come around that like I I must gain the, I mean you must cut the blood you must kill your enemies so that I may grow stronger. Like, yeah, fucking exactly Masamune that. is usually depicted in pop culture of, like, bathe me in the blood of your enemies and You're I will become You're thinking of Muramasa. Powerful. Yeah, <laughs> Masamune, Muramasa, same difference. No. No, that's I mean, entirely yeah, different, and I will I, die on this weeb hill. I, I will no. fight Katana in each hand to defend why the Muramasa and the Masamune are entirely different. They're even fucking... Totally different. One, yeah, literally, one of them's the good sword. The other, I'm unreasonably mad one, right now. I knew the two existed. I didn't know which one was the good one and the bad one. <laughs> I jumped so far up your ass about that, and I Look, am Doug, it's okay. sorry. So, so if he has the Muramasa, who has the Masamune? Unknown at this time. No one at this time. Damn it! And also. Man, y'all hit it on the head when y'all said he was Char. He has a red mech and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Farsight uh, is 100% just Char. <laughs> with with the Muramasa, it's every weave's greatest day. He also has a, a group called the Eight that we will talk about oh, later. Oh, no. We, we will uh, talk so a lot I about I want to talk sake. about the, the two main Tau tactics. Uh-huh. Which are the Montka and the Kalyun. Okay. Uh, what 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 are, they, is, what are they called again? Like the uh, the killing blow and the patient hunter, respectively. Ooh. No, I, I mean like the. There's an idea behind why a cadre follows this. I uh, a, a, a a battle group of Tau is called a cadre. Just so you know. Ah, mm -hmm. uh, fuck! I can't remember. Uh, keep going. Okay. Uh. So the Montka, or the Killing Blow, it's a very carefully planned attack designed to wipe everything out in a single, and like, just single strikes, right? Once you do this, it's easier to just finish, if you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Finish. Finish. Mm-hmm, yep. Finish like <laughs> the crew uh, dude, how... but given a back rub. Kalyan is an ambush type thing where you're waiting until the enemy are lured in to your carefully planned killing zones. Mm -hmm. and, and if you think about it, battle suits work really well for both of these. Like, the entire Tau unit roster is built around these ideas. Uh, to be able to be like super quick, and just very, very fast responding and hard hitting and all this and all that. Mm -hmm. so. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Uh. Well, 
we're running low on time, but I want to do as is tradition and hit some of the standard units of Tau before we uh, mosey off out of here. Uh, mostly the battle suits and the drones, but a little bit of the other things too. Oh, I forgot uh, they had drones. Yes. Oh, the drones are so cool. Yeah, they're really cool. I've looked at, I've seen them a couple times, and they're pretty red. So as we've mentioned a few times, Fire Warriors are kind of the standard infantry unit, and Fire Warrior teams are, well, teams of Fire Warriors equipped with guns. They do exactly what you fucking think. Uh, They're pretty good at it. Yep. Surprise. If Fire Warriors uh, prove themselves a lot, they usually get upgraded to uh, Fire Blades, who are seasoned badasses within their cadre, and equipped slightly better. Katanas. No, bigger guns. Tau are garbage in melee. In fact, uh, John, do you remember mm -hmm. the the WS on a Fire Warrior? Uh, right now? Uh, three up. Really? No, 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 five up. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Space Marine is a three up. Uh, so, I, I think to note, balance-wise, with Tau, they're with 8th edition, like, normalizing everything, uh, their gun is better. They're worse at shooting it, because their eyes actually suck. Oh, damn, that sucks. Yeah. So a normal fire warrior will hit less often but harder than a space marine. Huh. Anyway. Uh, so... You also have, uh... Pathfinder teams, which are scout fire warriors, usually equipped with longer range weapons, and sometimes stealth things. And sometimes those pathfinders need to get real sneaky. And that's when you start putting them in mechs. Uh, there's also a bunch of the other auxiliary forces, such as Vespid Stingwings, which are, well, the Vespids. Uh, all the crew. Uh, with their Krutoks, Narlocks, Carnivore Squads, list goes on. But you don't care about that. You want the meat, don't you? <laughs> you want the taste. I do. I want the Katans. You want the drones. Or fuzzy. Uh, fuzzy. So the no. drones... Fuzzy, no. Oh, okay. Fuzzy. All right. You know what I want you to talk about. The drones with you Katanas. The, no. The XV-8? No. The broadside? The XV-104. Okay. Oh. The Riptide. You can't, no. You You have to have some foreplay, Jonathan. Buddy! You can't just... Can't just go right to that. What is this? Wait, no. Bring it back! Bring it back! You can't! It's too late, I'm already deep in. What is this mech? I love him. Alright. Okay, Fuck it. You know what? No. I'm gonna do you one better. Let's go all the way up. Let's hit the top. Storm Surge? Taunar Supremacy Armor. KX-139 Taunar Supremacy Armor. KX-139. Let's look at that. Holy we're gonna, shit. We're starting at the top. That's a big boy. <laughs> Remember Thors from Starcraft? The, the, where they turn an entire base into a mech? That's God, the Taunar yes. Supremacy Armor. This, Look at this thing, he's like Gusion. This is the Titan fucker. This mech is fucking a mile and a half of fuck you. 
It's got three fuck you guns on its back, and each of its hands, instead of hands, is three more fuck you cannons apiece. It's and got its like chest, fingers, but its fingers are guns. And its chest, full of missiles. Its shoulders, missiles. Legs! They're legs, they're just normal legs, but they're fast legs. <laughs> they're very good at what they do legs, because they're supporting a torso made entirely of gun. The KX-139 could do the average anime missile barrage like three times. Easily. That's uh, saying a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, anime. I guess we're starting at the top and going down. Holy fuck, it's 1200 points? Now? Holy god. Damn, bitch. Doesn't that take up, like, most of your points? I mean, to be fair, I it's a titan. I play 1,500-point armies. It is a titan. Fair. Uh, Christ. Anyway. Admittedly, the, the Manta is 2,501. So, a step down is the KV-128 Storm Surge Ballistic Suit. Also, I'm just going to copy you this article, Braden, so you don't have to manually Google everything. Oh my god, you. look at it! It can do a missile barrage, too! So the Storm Surge removes the arms in favor of missile pods, and it's the back has missile. one fuck-huge cannon. Uh, That's it's, hilarious. It's a step down in terms of size from the supremacy, but it's still, uh... Fuck you, big. It's much more manageable. Yes, it's also capable of moving and shooting every gun on it twice. Nice. It is a fuck train. A squishy fuck train, however, because most of the weight on the thing is guns, not armor. God, That's yes, if you trip this shit, it would be over. Yes. Uh, the next step down is the XV-109 Yavara. Uh... It's what happens if, uh, well, you need some speed on your fucker. It goes fast, and it eats ass, and it also makes everything that it passes by fucking die. Uh, or get hacked, because it also has a haywire gun that makes, uh, shit tough to use. It looks like it should be an iron-blooded orphan. Uh, a little bit. I'm gonna skip that one and go to the XV-104 Riptide. Riptide? The, ri the Riptide is the extra-large uh, battlesuit, and this one is a... Uh, it's, it's about Gundam size in terms it's of actual... It's got a shield. It's got a lot. Yeah. Uh, it's the bat. Some compare it to uh, the bastard offspring of a Gundam and Metal Gear. And I don't think that's inaccurate. Uh, they're usually equipped with a variety of things, ranging from shields to fuck-huge cannons to Xbox-huge back things. Um, they are tough to manufacture, though, and so they're kind of rare on the battlefield. Uh, now we have the first of the uh, stealth suits, that it, and the biggest stealth suit, the Ghost Keel. XV-9 Battlesuit. It has a... well, it can go invisible. It's also fucking fast and has some big guns on its hands, and it's essentially meant to, uh... Oh. It's behind me, isn't it? And then <laughs> blast you. Nothing personnel, kid. Nothing yes. personnel, kid. Now, uh... 
It ain't no XV9, though, uh, in terms of speed. XV9s are, uh, hazard suits that are, well, they're meant to fucking run in and hit you manually. These fuckers are often equipped with, uh, both punchy guns and close-range rifle guns. Uh, yeah. submachine rifles, uh, or submunition rifles, or, which are shotguns, uh, phased ion guns, which are, uh, basically submachine guns, uh, twin-linked burst cannons, which they have enough DACA to make an orc jealous. And I'm gonna loop around. I, I'm skipping a step here because I want to go smaller before going back up again. The XV-25 is a invisible turning stealth suit that's a little bit faster and just about one and a half man height. Uh, these things are basically meant to be scouts. The XV-22 command suit, which you stick a commander in. Mostly, that's it. They're most of the commanders are in these. They're pretty chill. They're equipped with big guns, but they're not fuck huge, really. Like, the... the... the XV-8 is the, the workhorse. Yes, and that's what I'm looping back to. The XV-8 Crisis Battlesuit and all of its subversions are the work... They are the Lehman Russ of the Tau. Nice. <gasps> Sorry, I just got real excited. Right. Uh... They're bulky, and they've got thick armor, but they don't sacrifice that for speed unless you're picking a model that did exactly that. Each, uh, characters will customize their own in all sorts of ways, and oftentimes will have, uh, specific programs put into their suit to make it function a certain way better, ranging mm -hmm. from, uh... Well, your standard Crisis suit is a Lehman Russ, but then you have the 81, which is bulkier and heavier, but has bigger guns. The 8-02, which is, uh... It's got thicker armor, but less weapons, and so it manages to maintain some speed. Uh, the 84, which has an integrated marker light system, which makes it hit shit better. The list goes on. Point being, the crisis, the XV-8 has a version for everything you could want, and jetpacks on all of them. And they nice. all generally fuck your shit up. Last but certainly not least in terms of sheer workhorse power for the Tau army are their drones. Pretty much everyone in the Tau army has a drone, and these drones look like, uh, trash can lids, but with gun on them. Nice. Uh, yep. And depending on what type of drone it is, they do different things, ranging from exploratory drones to gun drones to the ever-present marker light drone, which usually accompanies a Tau commander or crisis suit. Uh, loads your enemy full of marker lights, which give your dudes a plus one to hit. AKA, um, they're fucking annoying if you're playing against a Tau guy and you're gonna want to kill that marker light as fast as possible, because Jesus, fuck me. Anyway. Uh, there's... I almost forgot. Yeah. 
but I think it's very interesting. So the Tau Empire has a list of races they refuse to assimilate. Ooh. Like, these are just kill on sight. One of them is orcs. Fair. Okay. Another one is Tyranids. Understandable. Uh, Dark Eldar. Okay. Fair. Space Marines. Okay. Interesting. Because they don't see Space Marines as people, they see them as a weapon. Fair. Interesting. Which, if you really think about how much... How much space marines are mind controlled it kind of makes sense because they are brainwashed in their own way yeah and kind of technically at this point they're more metal than man I'd be interested to see someone or a space marine prove them wrong so to speak um Mm -hmm. but damn I think that'd be a difficult thing to do have the Uh, Tau ever met um, a Primark no no. All, all, pretty much all the Primarchs were out of commission by the time the Tau actually showed up. So what if Roll Your Boat Down the Streamly Man meets a Tau? That's kind of what I'm intrigued by. That's my idea. I'd be into that. I'd be I'd, really I'm awesome really into that. that concept of, like, what if they see, like, the progenitors of Space Marines, and, like, those are fully people. Like, Roll Your Boat Down Your Streamly Man just don't give a fuck at this point. Like, I wonder what they're going to say to him yeah. or what he'd say to them. It's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting stuff. And I th- Yeah, this has been... Uh, I think that covers... Yeah, no, I think that covers the first... They do have vehicles, by the way, that like other vehicles that aren't crisis suits. Uh, I won't really get into them because they're not anywhere near as interesting as their long list of dope-ass fucking battle suits. Mm. Um, in general, they're, they're hover vehicles that are usually have a gun strapped to them. That's the gist. Uh, and I think that pretty much takes care of all of, uh, all of that. I'm, I'm gonna petition Games Workshop, and I'm calling out Matt Ward, uh, make a Tau drone with a katana. That just yeah. holds one. It has, like, two little arms, and it's holding one in its hands. Okay. That's the most anime-ass shit. Like, hold on, let me summon my drone to <laughs> hand me my katana. Imagine Commander Farsight shooting a drone out of his super special char mech, and it just has katana on it, <laughs> and it pulls it out and starts fighting. I, I'm Ooh, not sure which Christ. I prefer, like, a drone that clearly looks like it just has a katana <laughs> duct taped to the top, or... So it just runs okay. into people. Yeah, or a here's drone. What here's what I'm at. Or a drone with here's two actual robot arms coming out of it, it just like holding it to the side. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, you know, like the very, very fancy katana holders people buy at like yes, fucking yes, Ren Fairs. Yeah. That on top of the trash can lid. <laughs> it's just hand me my behind. sword. <laughs> it's floating behind a, a fire cast commander, just the all time. Fuck. God, so this like the, the commanders get the drones with the arms, and then like the lower, like the like the bottom of the barrel fire cast soldiers, they just duct tape katanas to drones and send them out there. Okay, oh fuck you. I really want them to backport Tau into fantasy <laughs> because I would shit myself <laughs> for just like the total, the full weeb faction, the of blue just, samurai like... people. Yeah, I would not. <laughs> I, Yo, would, and they have, I would actually just nut. And they would still have mechs, they would just be like golems. Oh, uh, oh, that's cool. That'd be rad. Uh, wait, uh, fuck. Fuzzy, what are they called? Uh, 
spirits and and like high high fantasy. Fuck. Fey ghost starts with a K. Kami starts with a K. There it is. Uh, the the battle suits are powered by Kami. Oh my god! Yes. I I mostly just love the idea of a fucking like. I'm imagining this homebrew faction is like colored as like Oni or some shit. Oh, and yes. oh dude, they're Oni battle suits. Fuck. And then these fuckers like you meet like a noble man, and he just has like a ghost-powered fucking thing floating behind him, carrying his swords for him. Dude, that makes Farsight seem like the greatest villain of all time. <laughs> Yo, like, imagine oh having to God. fight a man with a giant Muramasa who has a Kami mech made out of, like, stone okay. or some shit with samurai so, armor uh, on and it's painted red. We're going long, but I don't care anymore. Woo! So, you guys, I told both of you that I backed the, the weeb version of 7th Sea. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it with What Tao. if just Taos? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Top knots flowing in the breeze of the sea air. <laughs> oh, so many top knots, God in heaven! I'm so into this. Oh my God! I really want to uh, see a fucking towel with a samurai top knot, not like the regular top knot of <laughs> everything else shaved. I mean, like you cut that hairline back to the back of the skull, and then bring it forward again with the. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Fucking okay, let's let's actually Jesus. end this episode before we go another half hour Christ. talking about how much we love Tau Tau Sam. Tau and their wee bullshit because this is my fucking jam. <laughs> oh God, I almost okay, I almost feel uh, like we need to like stop this recording and then <sighs> start another recording of just four. <laughs> here's our sub podcast: forty five minutes of three dudes creaming themselves over this about fucking weed idea. Shit. Oh god. Oh, I am horny for that proboscis. <laughs> Behold my katana uh, proboscis. If you want to tell us how much you're into this or how horny you are for the proboscis, uh, you can tweet us at GrimdorksPod. You can email us, GrimdorksPod at gmail.com. I don't want to sully anyone else's podcast by repping them after this cream fest. <laughs> Uh, for the for those of you at home, please wash your headphones, wash your iPod. I recommend like an alcohol solution that should make it stop being so fucking sticky after the end of this. Don't uh, don't let any this crew is... touch your back. Don't let if any crew touch been... you. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. This has been your jam. Check out Mobile Suit Phantom with Fuzzy and Chris. <laughs> Where we talk about normal char. Or get wrecked with Livy and Chris as well. That's a very good podcast. Uh, I recommend it. Okay. Christ. Alright. Uh, I have been Shasui Jaw. Uh, I'm horny for that proboscis fuzzy. Oh my god. Um, I've been a uh, tow trailer, tow trailer, Brayden. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Thank you for listening to Grimdorks. 
please remember to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. Like the show? Want to show your dorky pride? Go to bit.ly forward slash grimdorks to pick up a variety of merch. Our theme song is John Hammer by Matt Lee. You can find him on Twitter at NiceWizardMusic. Our background music is Go Home and Be a Family Man by Norn Rad from OC Remix. And remember, Ave Imperator.